Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Today on this Easter Sunday, um, you know, there's a lot of things that you can share about on Easter, but it always has to be about the resurrection of Christ, amen? Amen. And as a pastor, sometimes you go like, what do I share this year? Because sometimes you only get opportunity, you know, one time a year with some. And I want to make the most of that opportunity. And so I really prayed about it. In fact, my wife knows I kind of struggled this week on what message I'm going to preach. And, and if just in my heart, it came down to this. I want everyone to know the power of Christ's resurrection. I want us to understand that we don't have to live life alone, that we don't have to feel like we're completely alone in this life and the struggles of this life can start to overcome. We have the power of Christ's resurrection if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. And it can make all the difference in your life. This was a spectacular event that took place 2,000 years ago. And if you read through God's Word, it's a central theme of God's Word. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, it's a central theme of God's Word. And I forgot to do something very important, so i got to just pause for one moment. Echo Jehi, you guys are dismissed. If you're new, if you're a guest with us today, that's a common occurrence as well. So right there. Pastor forgets. But this spectacular event of the resurrection of Jesus happened 2,000 years ago, and it's recorded in all four of the Gospels. I think most of you would agree that the resurrection of Jesus changed the course of history. Even if you don't believe in Jesus, guess what? You can't deny that Christianity has had an impact all over the world. It's impacted. It's been a movement that has carried Wondrous gifts, goodness to people all over the world. You know, it's great to acknowledge the resurrection of Jesus. But you might be sitting here today and you might be thinking, that's great, Pastor, but how does that really truly impact my life? And it's a great question. And I believe the first discovery for every believer, for everyone who has made a choice to follow Jesus is the understanding that the resurrection of Jesus is more than just an event that took place in history. It's more than just a mark of time where all of a sudden, you know, the birth of Christ, where it changed kind of the the calendar, and then 33 years later, the death of Christ. And it's more than just an event that took place. It's a source of power that God wants each and every one of us to experience in our own life, in our daily living. Here's what the Apostle Paul writes to believers in Ephesus. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, he says, I also pray, and he's writing this to the church in Ephesus, I also pray that you understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. He wants us to understand that. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. The Greek word that is used here that the Apostle Paul shares about power is the word dunamis. And that word dunamis is actually where we get the the word dynamite. 
I almost thought about that old thing that way back in the day. Remember that, that guy? He said, I know my. Anyhow, anyhow, off, off target here. Come back, Jesus, right now. But dynamite was used for many different things. And one of the things it was used for, I mean, it, would, it, would, I mean, it was used to blow up rocks and, and to create, to forge through mountains, to build tunnels. It was, it was to remove obstacles that were in the way of bridges or in the way of roads. It was to remove things out of the way so that progress could take place. Dynamite wasn't a bad thing. It could be used as a bad thing, but it, in many ways it wasn't. It helped. And in this scripture, Paul wants every believer to understand the power of God's Spirit working in our lives. He wants us to understand, he wants us to grab a hold that God is not just a thing that happened 2,000 years ago. The resurrection of Christ wasn't a thing that just took place and it was a, as a marker there, but it is something that is living and active today for your life if you choose to accept and follow Jesus Christ. He wants us to understand and experience the glorious power of his resurrection. In that scripture, it says, I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I think I got ahead of myself here, but I want to talk here for just a moment. God's power can remove obstacles in your life. It can remove obstacles of fear, obstacles of addictions, obstacles of sin, things that are holding us back from living a life that, desi- that God designed for us, a life that is fulfilled for his purpose. It's a life where our joy is not dependent upon our possessions. And you know why that's so important? Because possessions are fleeting. They're here today, gone tomorrow. Talk to people who had to flee Ukraine. Possessions all of a sudden can disappear. So our joy is not dependent upon our possessions, but our joy is found in our relationship with Jesus and in our relationship with God's people. Paul makes an amazing statement in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. He says these words. He says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. How many want to experience the mighty power? That, yeah, okay. Now listen to the next sentence. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection of the dead. See, Paul didn't want to just hear about the power of God. He wanted to experience the power of God for himself. Even in his death, that's a hard thought to be able to grasp our mind around, but Paul wanted to experience the glorious power of his resurrection. Let me ask you a question today. How many of you are looking forward to death? I'm not even going to look out there. (laughs) Most of us aren't, right? Most of us aren't looking forward to death. Paul is. Paul is. I know it's a crazy statement, but that's according to Scripture. Paul was looking forward to death. It's not, and don't get this wrong, Paul doesn't have a death wish, but he wasn't afraid of death. Did you catch that? He didn't have a death wish, but he wasn't afraid of death. See, Paul knew that there was something greater to experience. There is something greater after this life, and it happens through the power of the resurrection. 
And we all have that promise when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. I had a good friend when I was living in Las Vegas for seven years. His name was Grant Russell. When I met him, he was in his 90s. Uh, and uh, we used to take our family. Brett used to join us. when We'd go out in the desert, and he would love to shoot guns. So we'd go out in the desert and shoot. 90 years old, he's out there shooting. And he would show me, every time we went out, he'd show me a new gun that he had in his house. And he brought it in. He said, let's go. Okay, we'll, take, we'll go out there. Well, when we came here to California, uh, Grant was getting a little older. And so he moved to La Jolla and moved in with his daughter there in La Jolla. And uh, at 97, catch this, at 97 years old, he went paragliding. Uh, no, no, no joke. He went paragliding off the cliffs there, in, in, off of La Jolla there, Torrey Pines area. He went paragliding, 97 years old. Don't ever say it's too late to follow your dreams. <laughs> At that point, he was the oldest person to ever to paraglide off of, off of those cliffs. Crazy. But at 99 years old, uh, his body was starting to fail. And uh, he was calling me, and we were talking. And so I drove out to La Jolla, and I had been out there several times. But I drove out this one time, and we sat at his daughter's dining room table, and we just talked about life. We talked about some crazy things. He actually had the opportunity to spend and have breakfast with President Hoover. Can you believe that? Back in the day, that's how, that's how old he was. <laughs> crazy. But as we were talking, he shared something with me that stuck with me forever. And he just looked at me and he said, you know what, Tom? I'm excited to experience what's next. I'm excited to experience what's next. He knew death was coming and he wasn't afraid. He was excited because he knew the glorious power of Christ's resurrection. That this physical body, that it might die, guess what? He would have a new body in heaven for glorious for all of eternity. And he said, I'm excited to see what's next. thing is, we don't have to wait till we die to have to experience more of Jesus' power in our life. We don't have to wait till death. We can experience it today. Before his death, Jesus promised that God would send the power of his Holy Spirit, that he would send his Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, to be with those who believe in him. The Holy Spirit is the same Spirit, catch this, it's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is now, guess what, residing in those who believe in him. We have his power living in us when we put our faith in God. You can ask Jesus to give you this power. If you feel like, man, I just am struggling. You know what? Have you ever prayed, Lord, give me the power of your Holy Spirit? Lord, just fill me with your presence. Fill me with your spirit. I guarantee something's going to change. Something's going to happen in your life. If you really, truly mean it and just ask God, give me the power of your spirit to lead me. Many people are pursuing religious rituals. That's God's calling someone right now, so just so you know that. (laughs) He's trying to get a hold of you. You You gotta have fun, okay? It's just, you gotta have fun. Many people are, are pursuing religious rituals. 
But I want you to catch this. But there's not a lot that are pursuing after Jesus. They're not pursuing a relationship with Christ. And trying to live a holy life through a, relig- through a religion is a recipe for failure. But striving to live a holy life through a developing a relationship with Jesus is the recipe for success. And I'm not saying religion is bad, but I will declare to you today that religion will not save you. The only way to salvation is through Jesus Christ. Will you say his name with me? Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Our hope needs to be in Jesus and in the power of his resurrection. We need to understand that Jesus is not dead, but that he's very much alive and he has given his power to reside within us. Paul writes these words. If you openly declare, openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. Let me read that one more time. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Notice how Paul states that we need to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. It's because our salvation is secured by the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. It's the Holy Spirit. The Bible declares if Christ has not been raised, then all of our preaching is useless. Paul says this, and your faith is useless. That's what Paul says. If God couldn't raise Jesus from the dead, how do you expect that he's going to raise you from the dead? We've got to believe in the power of his resurrection. Can you believe in the power of his resurrection working through you today? In, at your workplace, at your home, at school. We must believe in God's power. As that movie, God's Not Dead, He's Very Much Alive. Yeah, true story. His spirit is alive within us. As believers, God's spirit helps us to look, and I want you to catch this, past our earthly perspective. We look beyond the desires of this world and we can see the value of having a relationship with the holy and mighty God. It takes our focus away from the temporary things of, our, of this world and so that we can have eternity in mind. So many times we get caught up in the temporary things of this world. And I really truly believe that's a distraction of the enemy. He tries to all of a sudden just distract us with these things of this world. And we get so excited. And there's nothing wrong with the things of this world if, you have, if you're not serving them, but they're serving you. Because God has created all things. But all of a sudden when we become distracted about things and we start worshiping things over worshiping the creator, we have a problem. We need to worship God. We need to worship him. We need to understand that Jesus is the power that we need to have in our life. And he can set us free from the bondage of this life. As believers, God's spirit helps us to look past this earthly perspective of this life. His resurrection gives us the power and the ability to do as Jesus asked. In Matthew 16, Jesus' words, he says, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. I love, I can, I can just, I feel like I'm almost standing there when I say these words and Jesus is just sharing them. If you try to hang on to your life, guys, if you try to hang on to your life, you're gonna lose it. But man, if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Can you hear Jesus just saying that to you? If you try to hang on to it, guys, you're just going to do it. But give it up for my sake, and you will save it. It's an impossible request in our own strength. 
But with God's power living within us, all things are possible. His power gives us the ability to say, bad, say no to bad desires, to say no to bad decisions, to say no to bad behaviors. When you're struggling, you have the power of the Holy Spirit living within you. You can stand up against the things of the enemy, the, things that, the thoughts that come in your direction, the things that you don't want to do but you, try, but you try not to do. But you could, Guess what? The power of his Holy Spirit can help and set you free from all those things. It gives us the power to say yes to the life-giving desires, to say yes to the life-giving decisions, to say yes to life-giving behaviors. All of a sudden, we can change from that old person that follows after the things of this world, the desires of, that, of our flesh that are not necessarily godly or good, and it all of a sudden transforms us so we can follow after Jesus. And guess what? Our actions, our behaviors, our thinking, all of a sudden have an impact on other people's lives because it's not us that is doing the work. It is God working through us changes us it's choosing to die to our selfish desires that we are made alive through our relationship with jesus and what i just stated might seem impossible for you pastor tom you don't know my life you don't know what i've done you don't know the things that i've seen you don't know the the hurts that i've caused you don't understand i don't and it doesn't matter if i do it only matters that God does. And just, and just because of what he he still loves you. Even in the midst of your sin. Even in the midst of the junk. No matter what you've done, he still loves you. And he desires to have relationship with you. He desires to set you free from the past. He desires to set you free from those things that, you, that you've done that you know that are wrong. And he wants you to start living a life that is holy unto him. And you try to do it in your own strength, and you try to push through, and you keep on, and you fail, and you fail. Anybody been there? Come on. What happens is we're doing it in our own strength instead of accessing God's power of his resurrection in our life and starting to use his strength to help us through it. When you choose to follow Jesus, he gives you the power to overcome. We need to start believing Catch this. We need to start believing what we might think is impossible and say, you know what, God? It's possible with you. Amen. It's possible with you. And it's possible when we don't do it in our own strength, but in God's strength. Remember the verse I read earlier? The same power that raised Christ from the dead is now living in you. Start believing in the impossible to happen in your life. The problem is that most of us struggle believing that we have the same power as Jesus. Yet Jesus said we'll do even mightier works than what he did. That's a crazy thought. How can that be? That doesn't make any sense, Pastor Tom. Because it's not our power. It's God's power working through us. It's not our strength. It's God's strength. But none of that happens unless we're willing to put our faith in God. Instead of putting our faith in ourselves, and I've done that for many years of my life, <laughs> not good, all of a sudden I say, man, God, you know what? I'm going to do my very best, but you're in control. And I put my faith in you. It's why Jesus reminded the apostle Paul, he says, man, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Some of you know that scripture very well. When I went through cancer 10 years ago, I'd learned this scripture very well. I understood that, you know what, this physical body is weak, it's limited, but with God's power, when I am weak, 
he is strong in my life. See, we tend to focus only on our weaknesses by trying to change our weaknesses through our own strength. But I challenge you today, instead of focusing on, God's, on the weaknesses, start focusing on God's power that lies within you. As believers, we need to have greater faith in what God is doing in our life. Today, you may be stuck in weakness. And today, I encourage you to stop focusing on your weaknesses and start focusing on Jesus. Watch, watch what will happen. I've shared this over and over in our church here. When we focus on our weaknesses, when we focus on our sin, all that happens is that we happen to fall more into that. If you really want to be set free from sin, turn away, put your eyes on something else. Put your eyes on Jesus. If I want to stop eating the Maui onion potato chips that I love so much, true story, doesn't, yeah. Annette, she's laughing over because she knows. She buys one bag, it's gone that night. I have no control. None. So you know what I do? I don't put it in my house. I keep it out of my house. And I put my focus somewhere else. If you want to be set free from sin, stop putting it in your house. And start focusing on Jesus. Start putting Jesus in your house. Start putting worship music in your house. Open up that dusty book on your shelf. It's called the Bible. Start reading it. Watch what happens in your life. God's word is powerful. You'll start reading about the resurrection power of Jesus, and it will start changing you. And it changes you from the inside out. What starts to happen is all of a sudden I'm going somewhere else. I don't care. What starts to happen in our life is that when we start reading God's word, it's not the outside things that change first. It's the inside things in our lives. What happens is all of a sudden my thoughts just start to turn a little bit. Oh, I shouldn't do that. Well, you know what? I don't know that God would like that. And all of a sudden my thoughts start to turn, and guess what? My actions start to follow. And things start to change in my life. And it's the power of God working in and through our life. So if you feel like you're stuck in weakness, stop focusing on sin. Start putting your focus on Jesus Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's choosing not to base our lives on the circumstances, but choosing to base our lives on our relationship in knowing Jesus. No matter how difficult life ever becomes, we still have Jesus in our life. It's choosing faith in God over the fear of this world. The Apostle Paul writes to Timothy, he says, fight the good fight of faith. Meaning we must continually set our minds on right thinking. Fight the good fight of faith. Thing, uh, faith, pursuing godliness and allowing God's resurrection power to have greater control over our life. There's no promise, FYI, there's no promise in the Bible that life will be easy. Paul says fight the good fight. Have you ever been in a fight that's been easy? He says fight the good fight. He says it's good though. He doesn't say it's a bad fight, it's a good fight. Because he knows it leads to, guess what? Eternity with Christ. Fight the good fight of faith. We must stop letting fear to control our lives and start allowing our faith in Jesus to have greater control. Paul refers it to as the good fight of faith. It's interesting in Ephesians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul tells us these words. He says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord. We've been talking about God's power in our lives and in his mighty power. Put on all God's armor 
that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. And then when you look at the armor that Paul lifts, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, did you notice how God's armor is designed to protect you as you face the enemy? It's not really designed to protect your backside. Why? Because God has not given us a spirit of fear where we're supposed to run away from things. God has given us a spirit of faith and he's given us his power so that we can face the circumstances, we can face the difficulties, we can face the troubles. And you say, you know what? Devil, you have no power over me. And you start walking in faith. He's provided all the instruments that we need in our lives. See, fear is allowing the enemy to speak to you. Stand in faith with the power of Christ's resurrection. If, if we allow the circumstances of this life to control us, we lose our happiness, we lose our joy. But if you allow the power of God's Spirit to lead you, you will experience greater joy than you could have ever imagined. Even through the circumstances of life, you will have joy. I've, I've met some of the most joyous people who are believers in Jesus Christ, facing death, facing difficulties, facing bankruptcy, and they still are filled with joy. Why? Because their life is not dependent upon these things. Their life is dependent upon Jesus Christ. Come on. That gives, yeah, give it a round of applause for God. If you're going to do it, let's do it. Come on. God's power gives us, you guys are like afraid to clap in church. I don't know, get this. We've got to set ourselves free. It's time for an altar call right now. God's power gives us the wonderful ability to see beyond the difficulty of this world. There's a wonderful promise Jesus gives us in the Gospel of John chapter 11. He says, I am the resurrection of the life. He gives this to, I think it was either Mary or Martha, when Lazarus was in the tomb, he had already passed away. And Jesus looks and he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. That's the promise for each and every one of us today. That you know what? These physical bodies, they will die. They will pass away. But you know what? Our spirit, our soul will forever be in the presence of God. And we are promised a new and glorious body. Come on. We can face any difficulties that this world might throw at us because our faith is not in this world. Our faith is in the power of Jesus Christ. I just want to take a moment here on this Easter Sunday because I want people to understand the power of his resurrection. It wasn't just meant for an event for 2,000 years ago. Why would Christ die on a cross if it wasn't a power that was supposed to remain in our lives forever? power that we could access day, day in and day out. And maybe you are here today, maybe you're struggling with fear, maybe you're struggling in weakness, maybe you're struggling with your thoughts or depression or discouragement, and you've been trying to do this whole thing in your own strength, and you're listening to what I'm sharing today from God's Word, and you say, man, Pastor Tom, it's time for me to stop doing this in my own strength because I keep on failing. And you say, man, it's time for you, you know what? to grab a hold of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And with every head bowed and eyes closed for just a moment, we're a church that wants to respond to the Word of God. We're a church that wants to respond to the power of Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you say, man, Pastor Tom, 
I want to experience that power. I want to experience the power of his resurrection in my life. I want to be set free from the difficulties and from the thoughts that keep on, and the fear that keeps on grabbing a hold of me. If that's you here today, and you want to grab a hold of this resurrection power, you can do it. And today could be the day of salvation for each and every one that makes that step of faith. And if you're here today, I want you to raise your hand real high. If you want to say, yeah, Pastor Tom, I see that hand. Say, yeah, Pastor Tom, I want to make that commitment to you. If you're watching us online, I encourage you to just raise your hand real high there as well. One more thing I ask of you today. Heads bowed, eyes closed for just a moment. If you're here today and you've just been struggling, and you love the Lord Jesus with all your heart, but man, it just seems like life can be overwhelming. That difficulties seem to get the best of you at times. And you do those things that you wish you wouldn't do, and you go, man, what, why is that? Maybe you've never accessed the power of Christ, the promise that he's given us, that resurrection power. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I just need prayer for a greater power in my life, not my own strength, but I want to experience what the Apostle Paul says when he is weak, then he is strong because of the power of Jesus working through him. And if that's you here today, I just want, to raise, want you to raise your hand real high because I want to just say a prayer over you today. I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. I see that hand. Anybody else? I see those hands in the back. I want to say one prayer today, all together. And I'd just love for everyone here to repeat this prayer. If you're watching us online, repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I choose to accept you today. Forgive me of my sins. Set me free from my past. Give me the power of your spirit to help me to do what is right. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Mm. Give me peace today. Give me faith today. Set me free from addiction. Set me free from bondage. I ask in your name. Amen. How many love Jesus today? Come on. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to go back into worship for just a moment here. But before we do, I want to just share something with you. Um, this next Sunday, say next Sunday. I'm starting a new series, and it's called, it's going to be called Unity, and it's going to be uh, the first four chapters of 1 Corinthians, where the Apostle Paul talks about having a unified church. I don't know if many of you know that we kind of live in a divided world. Have you, have you ever, have you seen that? A lot of division happening. You know, it's interesting. Jesus himself said, I didn't come to bring peace, 
that I came to bring a sword to divide. Now for some of you, what? That's, that's in the Bible? True story. It is. Jesus, why, he, he didn't, he brought division. You got to understand the context of the scripture. Jesus brought truth. The truth that there is no other way except through him. And that truth, what happens is it forces you to make a choice. So you either got to choose to follow Jesus or you choose to reject Jesus. But in that choice, guess what? It causes division. It causes division from believers and non-believers. And our hope is that, guess what? Our hope is, is for all people to become believers in Jesus Christ. Amen? To be followers of Christ. But in this series, what I want to talk about is how do we live in unity as a church? How do I live in unity as a family? How do I live in unity when I'm living in a divided world? The Apostle Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians. And we're going to walk through that. I encourage you, it's going to be a five-week series. Come on, some of you guys can commit to five weeks. Okay, five Sundays in a row, you can commit to that. And I believe it can be life-changing for you if you do so. I truly do. The other thing I, I want to share with you is that Grow starts this next week. So next Sunday after church, if you're struggling with the, you know, the price of groceries now is so high, right? Guess what? The church will feed you for free if you stay after church next Sunday. Yeah, we're a generous church. We love people. We feed you. Good food. We have grow class. And I would just share with you today, the grow class is about finding freedom, about knowing God, about discovering purpose. And about making a difference. How many have gone through growth class so far? Raise your hand real high. Yeah, that's awesome. And I've had many testimonies of all those who have gone through growth class. As man, Pastor Tom, that was so powerful. That was so impactful in my life. It really made a difference. It's three weeks of commitment for about 45 minutes to an hour. Like I said, you're not going to be hungry because we'll feed you. And you can be a part of that. We encourage you to, to join us next Sunday. After this service today, we have an Easter egg hunt. We got eggs that are already being hidden by the Echo J High. And if you have little kids, they're going to enjoy the Easter egg hunt right after service here today. Take your time here. We'll, we'll launch that right after this. We want you to be a part of that. Thank you for being part of South Coast Christian Day. We love you here today. I love you as your pastor, but more importantly, God loves you. Have a blessed, blessed day. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast. Because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.